Hi, neighbors. Welcome to our Patreon. That's Kylie. That's Mary. And you're listening to this month's Sipping with Snapped, a true crime podcast. Hey, Patreons. Welcome to our Patreon, June slash July. Yeah, it's a combo month. and We apologize. June was a lot. It was a big month for our family. Yes, <laughs> yes it was. I moved. Yep. So the first big thing was that right at the beginning of the month, she moved. And then, then I had to get this, all this room together. Yep. Because then she came up north to me. Yes. I flew up on a Friday. Giving you a peek behind our curtain in our home. We left the blinds open for you guys. So you yes. could see. We left the blinds open for our neighbors to nose. Yes. <laughs> Just our Patreon neighbors. Hey. Just me, Jack. Yeah. So she came up north. And then we drove down south. Immediately. Like, my poor yes. mom is an angel because she flew in Friday night and then we left wee hours Saturday morning. Like five in the morning. I know. It was adorable, though, because we woke up my girls and we we're like, guess what? Grammy's here. And they're like, oh, my God. And they're like, all right, there's more to it. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to Alabama. Yep. We're going <laughs> south. Easy. We're going south for the summer because that's what yes. you do. <laughs> But then it was awesome. And I apologize, or we apologize, because our stuff's just been waiting. Yes. So everything's uh, late. Yeah. We're now... Uh, everything but <laughs> <my period. laughs> That was a good one. Yeah, we're getting everything back in order, essentially. So now we're here, and we'll keep on our normal schedule. Um, we didn't realize how hectic it would be. We thought we would have more time to, like, do content in that time. Mm -hmm. We underestimated yeah. everything that would be we going so on. Did. So two little two little kids are it's busy full and one time. lost a tooth. I know what's a big kid now. I'm not big kid now. I know. So do you want to introduce our Patreon? Yes. So we've got something interesting for you folks because I think a lot of you are dog lovers like us. Mm -hmm. So we decided to look into how them and their use as a tool in true crime. Yes. In every investigation, authorities utilize every tool that they have available to quickly recover the victim and solve the crime. Often, they deploy the use of special dogs who quickly become our personal favorite face of the case. Yes. Cadaver dogs are dogs who are trained to pick up the scent of human remains sometimes referred to as human remains detection dogs. But that's a mouthful. <laughs> yes. Their work is similar to search and rescue dogs, but cadaver dogs play a distinctly different role. While search and rescue dogs are trained to pick up the general scent of humans, cadaver dogs specialize in detecting decomposing flesh. A trained cadaver dog is 95% effective at picking up the sense of human decomposition, including bodies that are buried up to 15 feet deep and under 100 feet of water. These dogs, right, are often used in conjunction with one another so humans can be found whether presumed dead or alive. 100 feet. Right. I guess water kind of amplifies cells, smells sometimes too. Really? I don't know. 
This is going to be a gross side note, but I mean, <laughs> if you have kids that fart in the tub, you can always smell it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did I tell you your brother's science fair project, what he wanted to do? Oh, he yeah. He wanted to fart in a baggie and send it across the nation to see if it still smelled at the recipient's house. Oh my gosh. He could choose different destinations and be mm-hmm. like, hey, does it smell when it gets to you in Florida? How about Virginia? <laughs> What about, yeah, and then just go up the coast to the people I go, we let's know. just do a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it still has gas. <laughs> exactly. Though dogs have been used by humans for thousands of years to help hunt and track animals, training them to seek human remains is a relatively new practice. In fact, training cadaver dogs did not begin until the 1970s. Wow. The first dog trained officially and extensively for cadaver search by a police department began in 1974. Wow. We baby Mary. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) New York State Police were investigating a homicide in Juanita, Oneida County that involved multiple buried victims in a large forested area. Trooper Jim Suffolk and Pearl a yellow Labrador retriever, were trained at the Southwest Research Institute, a military research facility in San Antonio, Texas. Pearl's first find was the body of a Syracuse student named Karen Levy, who'd been buried four feet underground. Wow. The use of a cadaver dog in criminal investigation may actually be much older In 1809, a court clerk used his dog to perform a cadaver search in a German murder investigation. The case was of serial killer Andreas Bichel, known as the Bavarian Ripper. Two girls disappeared mysteriously in 1806 and 1808 in Bavaria. The court opened an investigation into Bichel and searched his house, finding clothing from the missing girls but no bodies. Two days later, the court clerk decided to take his dog for a walk past the Bichel's house. This dog did not have the training of a modern cadaver dog, but nevertheless, it repeatedly alerted at a woodshed. This led to a search of the shed, the discovery of victims buried behind the shed, then Bichel's confession and conviction. He had lured the girls into his house with the promise of a magic mirror that would show them their future husbands. Then he killed them for their clothing. Andreas Buchel was executed on June 9, 1809. Nowhere in the case report did the dog receive special credit, but the Bavarian Ripper case might be the first recorded instance of forensic use of a dog to search for a cadaver. That's crazy. Super crazy. For clothing, <laughs> I would be passed off. <laughs> they say, nah, don't, don't get hurt. <laughs> Does she know how to dress? Get yep. some fashion. Your lack of fashion when it saves you a memoir. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thanks. Sorry. When, when Queer Eye for the Straight Girl passes someone over. Uh-huh. <laughs> It took a couple hundred years, give or take, to fully understand the, quote, smell of death, unquote, and why cadaver dogs are able to smell remains. 
A body scent is made up of cells and what are called volatile fatty acids. Air exchange comes up through the soil, but a dog's ability to detect the rising scent depends on the kind of soil that's involved, how tightly it's packed, and how long the remains have been there. A dog might have trouble finding remains buried only six inches deep if the soil is tightly compacted clay, a.k.a. Alabama. Yes. For example. But roots from vegetation can help provide a way for the scent to come out. Dogs have roughly, oh my gosh, 200 million olfactory receptors in their nose, making their sense of smell about 40 times greater than the average human. And you hear officers talk about the smell of death. Can you imagine experiencing it uh, uh, 40 times? Mm-mm. No, this allows them to sniff out everything, even smelling emotions. Wow. Not all dogs' noses have equal sense of smell. German Shepherds, which are a common breed of cadaver dog, have about 225 million receptors. Wow. While hot dogs, a.k.a. Dachshunds, <laughs> have closer to 125 million. The more receptors the dog has, the better suited they are to the tricky task of finding human remains. That reminds me of that question. Would you rather have the eyesight of an eagle mm-hmm. or the nose of a German Shepherd? The eagle. I don't want to smell the trash from next door. <laughs> right? But to be able to smell emotion, that's kind of neat. To ha- be that sensitive that you can come up with those changes. That's true. Because I every time, well, this is getting a little bit, but every time I had my period, mm-hmm. I felt like our dog was a little bit more nurturing. Like, she yes, lays like, on I'll my come. belly. Logan lays on mm-hmm. my belly. Uh huh. Yes. Yep. 100%. So cadaver dogs begin their training in puppyhood. The skills they learn include trailing, which is a skill that allows dogs to pick up on scents that have fallen on the ground, such as instances in which a body was dragged. And air scenting, which is a skill for picking up scents in the air, which includes smelling decomposing remains in the air and then following the scent to its source. Cadaver dogs are trained in certified training facilities where special chemicals are used to mimic the scents of decomposing human flesh before the dog moves on to training with real body parts. The dogs associate play with the odor of a deceased person. The dog's trainer can make a dog look for the target as if they were playing fetch. The trainer hmm. throws an object with a scent and commands the dog to search or imprints the dog by making them carry a pipe or other object containing the scent for a period of time. After the dog understands what the search means and what to search for, dummies enter the play. The dog learns to locate the source of the scent and associate it with a body. During training, cadaver dogs also learn to differentiate between types of decomposing flesh, including recently dead victims, long dead victims, and drowned victims. So each body has a different scent. Yes. So I guess if they go further along, sometimes they can be specialized. Like this dog is great for water searches, you know, because that's what they're best. Yeah. Trainers are diligent about teaching their canines that what they are looking for can be found anywhere. Mm. Their training must involve all types of terrain and weather conditions. 
Dogs may not look in certain areas like mud or lakes, thinking the source of the smell cannot be there. Mm. Cadaver canines search everywhere. For these dogs, stamina is also a key component, as searches can often last several hours. Cadaver dogs can cover 1.3 square kilometers, half a mile per day, on an average basis. They work with the ferocity that will not rest until the cadaver is detected. Mm. A good cadaver dog is a focused one that tracks the scent's source and leaves its curiosity behind. If a dog is too curious about its surroundings, other smells and objects, it will make them distracted. Yeah. The best cadaver dogs are obedient, calm, and focused. None of mine nope. make this cut. <laughs> <laughs> Each dog receives about 1,000 hours of training before they are ready to work in the field. That's about 18 months to two years time. That is also more training than goes into many trade skills and other jobs that are performed by humans today. These dogs are trained as thoroughly as possible, making them a highly valuable and lucrative investment for any agency or organization. The skills of a cadaver dog are incredibly helpful to law enforcement, but they also serve scientific work. These special dogs often work closely with anthropologists to find burial sites. Although cadaver dogs help solve cases to bring closure to the families, not many are employed by law enforcement. Right. A missing person case where a dead body is suspected is not a regular occurrence. Therefore, the police department does not usually keep cadaver dogs on hand, at least not as many as search and rescue or detection dogs. Volunteers mainly train and deploy cadaver dogs to back up law enforcement. These volunteers are sometimes the people who have had the pain of losing a loved one but did not have closure. I had no idea that cadaver dogs were volunteers. Me either. Wow. Me either. Perhaps wow. the most notable and internationally recognized cadaver dog of today is Buster, a black Labrador retriever who had recovered the bodies of hundreds of victims. Buster continued upholding his duties even after losing a leg to cancer. Oh, Buster, known as the Wonder Dog, had many accomplishments throughout his career, but made international headlines for recovering evidence for the Black Dahlia murder after 66 years had passed. Holy cow, 60. Wow. That seems... Wow. <laughs> like, yes. like fake. <laughs> but, that scent is still around for 66 years. That's amazing. I can't believe it. But I guess if... It's just a piece of disturbed earth that all of a sudden gets disturbed, you know? Yeah. Wow. Well, I highly recommend to our Patreon members, if you can, to donate to Cadaver Dogs yeah. and their handlers, whether you have food or blanket. Yes. Or sometimes even little booties. It's like sometimes they take those too. That's such a genius one. And you can use that hot or cold. I <laughs> So, yeah. Yep. So that's all about the Cadaver Dogs that we thought to look into a little bit give them their and they're usually content. our favorite faces of oh the my case. gosh anytime they're out there i try and find mm -hmm. um the breed or the name or something about oh them. absolutely <laughs> like what was the name yes yeah. oh, um, well we hope you enjoyed yes happy summer hope you guys are just happy busy. summer <laughs> and In thank you for way. being tolerant with us yes <laughs> thank you for continuing to support us we love you guys yeah. thank you love you neighbors
Stay nosy neighbor. Cheers. Sometimes I like to do it kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know your your face is funny. <laughs> well, it's killing me. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I'm Mary. I'm Kylie. And you've been listening to Sipping with Snapped, a true crime podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Instagram at Sipping with Snapped, Twitter at Sipping Snapped, Facebook, Sipping with Snapped, a true crime podcast. Join our Patreon, Sipping with Snapped. And if you forget all that, go to our website, www.sippingwithsnapped.com. We've got links to everything. Cheers. Cheers. Logan, say I love you.